Hey everybody, it's Ryan, and you are listening to me in the studio right now. The reason why I am jumping in to start the show is to tell you that this episode was recorded our first time ever doing a live stream of the show. Uh, We're going to try to, I'm going to try to anyway, include that Twitch video uh, inside of this episode so uh, we can get everything going, but we were just kind of coming up to speed on all this stuff so it was a little rough getting it all going if you were watching us on stream uh and you may even hear us uh struggle to kind of put things together and get used to also showing ourselves on the show but uh, we are working to make everything smooth and good and better and all of that so if you want to listen to the show slash watch the show i guess live then you can do so Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. That's 9 p.m. for you East Coasters. 6 p.m. California, West Coast. 9 p.m. Eastern, New York, Boston, Florida. I think it's Florida. Anyway, on with the show. May 3rd, 2017, I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And this is Pixels Weekly Live. Hey. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Beautiful. We're getting, yeah, we're getting crazy. I love hey. the overlay. Yeah, we've got, uh, so the Discord is up and being shared. So if you guys want to, uh, I know Sandy and Yannick are not on the stream right now, but hey, if you want to paste things <laughs> into Discord, <laughs> instead of just looking uh, at us, we were talking about now all of our user seat. Earlier today, we were talking about uh, the this delicious Wonder Woman berry swirl. Um, oh, yeah, the pink berry. Oh, I love From pink berry. berry, I had that today. It was very good. Um, but, uh, yeah, we figured we would start uh, putting this on Twitch just to do it and see where that leads and where that takes us, if we like it or, or not. Um and maybe we can put the video on the blog post and stuff, too. So We're, try- we're trying to stay young and fresh. <laughs> trying to stay young. Stay young and fresh. Oh, stay young and fresh. I wonder, can I move stuff around on the screen and it affects the stream? Yeah. I mean, I think if you are in studio mode, it will kind of like move thing. And until you choose to kind of like display it, it won't. But if you, if you like there's like oh. two modes, I forget. But yeah, it works now. I mean, I see it moving right now. Anyway, yes. this is us. This is us fixing our, our our live broadcasting live on a podcast. Just like casual professionalism. Oh yeah, I mean this 100%. is. How was your guys' week? I want to know how was you guys' week because mine was pretty bad and intense. Well, I was. I need sick. to hear about someone else's week. You want to hear something good? Oh yes, Annie, you feel better. Yes, I do. Yes, feel better. <laughs> Sandy's alive. So last yeah. week Sandy was sick. I was. Pretty much, mm, I gave myself pink eye. We I had, lost her, guys. Like, if you don't stuff. know what we're talking about, yeah, tune out to last episode. Oh, yeah. Poor Sandy. <laughs> look at, it was um, rough. Oh, my God. Look at all the stuff I can move around here. But I would mm-hmm. advise if you are, if, I would advise personal preference, just skip the first two minutes of the show. <laughs> just skip, just, just go just ahead and skip. Be... It's live. They can't skip it. No, I think we give... We give you the good, we give you the bad, we give you yeah. life. 
Yeah, we give you. Yeah, we give you everything we have, man. Like that's that's true. You and that's Sandy's that's got a super point. important. Another episode of Sandy's right. <laughs> Life. And despite what everybody's heard so far, we're a weekly video game podcast. <laughs> oh, video games! Video, video games. games. We're here to. I'm talk glad they hear, man. I'm glad they hear. Yeah, tell what what happened during your week, man. Well, yeah, it's just like it's it's good stuff. It's good. It's good vibes. It's good problems to have. I sound like I complain, but work is hectic but exciting. And then at the same time, we're trying to find the best nest for me and my girlfriend because now we are in in an apartment with another couple, and we're about to move in just together in a technically a one bedroom, but um. But yeah, it just it's stressful and even if you just like in our case, even if you find an apartment in the first weekend and it's probably the second or third visit you do and you know it's the one, yeah. you're still being like this is not normal. <laughs> this is suspiciously too easy. And uh, you got to you got to walk around more, you got to find more places, you got to reach out to people um and then you tell about this ex- exciting place that you found to your friends and they'd be like, "Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a big deal to them. And then it kills your hype. And then you talk to someone else. They're like, no, it's great. It's awesome. And then, oh. so like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it hasn't been quite a, quite a fun. I mean, it's been a fun week. It's just, it makes me explore too. Like, I, I go in neighborhoods and places in Williamsburg, in Brooklyn that I've never been, or rarely go to. And it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's good problems. Like I said, I don't want to be sounding like I'm, I'm sick of it. It's 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 good problems. Yeah, it's good problems to have. So are you like but getting no. ready, ready ready to sort of you know, make make all the I mean moving is the worst, right? Like make all the preparations, yeah. get all the stuff in boxes or are you already there? I mean no, we're 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 about to move in on June 1st. It's not it's not like short notice or anything. We have plenty of time. We're really in advance, oh. but it's just like, you know, it's just one thing you kind of want to get out of the way. Plus, I'm going to have I'm going to be away for a little bit in the middle of May. Um, we're going to have to find ways to record that episode. By the way, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about it right now. We're Breaking organizing news. our show again. Breaking news. But, uh, you know, and I kind of want to get it out of the way. Um, but on another news, um, I'm passing. I'm, I'm doing. I mean, as you listen to this show, I'm. You don't know, but maybe on my Twitter I'll 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 say it, but I'll share it. But I'm passing my road test. We'll see how that goes on Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday so, of this week. So theoretically, by the time listeners have heard the show, which comes out yes. right now on Wednesday, although maybe maybe if we don't get anyone to listen on Wednesday, we won't put it on Wednesdays. <laughs> um, no, tell your friends. It's a, a schedule. A change of schedule is always a. a a, um, a bump on the road, but tell yeah. your friends that we're now on Wednesdays. Nothing changes. Still the same beautiful people. Um, you know, it's uh, f- something funny about that too. Is according to the stats, well, here's a little inside baseball for you guys. On Sunday, we still got a bunch of downloads. So there was obviously podcast apps or people that are so used to refreshing and downloading our feed on Sunday that this week we still had like a decent amount of listens but it was people listening to last week's episode so. right right right, right. cool go. man no but i mean you know only my problems i want to know about you guys week um what well, did you guys play i know you played some new games ryan yeah let's start let's get into it huh um i was some mario kart <laughs> yeah i was playing some mario kart 
But the, <laughs> the first thing I'm, I'm actually going to start off with before Mario Kart, because I want to say Mario Kart for the end of the show, is Poyo Poyo Tetris. Okay? Have you guys That game played? looks insane. <laughs> what is this? I was Poyo, really Poyo. excited because I really love Tetris, but I don't understand the Poyo Poyo part. So, have you, did you ever play on, like, uh, Sega Genesis? By the way, people call Sega Genesis Sega Master System. Is it Sega Master System or is it Sega Genesis? Isn't it the original Sega Master System and then the next one was Sega Genesis? Oh, well, I had, I, I didn't have, but I, over friends' houses, had a Sega Genesis. And eventually, I think we got a Sega Genesis at a yard sale or something growing up. But Sega Genesis had a game called Columns, which is you kind of get, Poyo Poyo is you get two... Uh, things at a time, two sort of uh, items. Let me look here. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google Poyo Poyo for us as we're doing this and put it in the Discord. But you get two colors at a time, and they go in pairs. And Poyo Poyo is kind of about purposely misstacking your blocks, if you will, in order to build up a combo of sorts. A Tetris is more about like setting up the ability to get um, just kind of a giant combo, right? Right. So, and what, I mean, I know that fundamentally sounds like the same thing, but I guess the method of which you go about it is extremely different. So here we go. I'm going to put Sounds some... different. <laughs> yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. So the best way I can do this, right, is I will paste this into the Discord right now, and I will add a comment... And we can Is look it like, at this. Like Dr. Mario? Um, it's, I guess it's like Dr. Mario. Here we go. Which is weird, because I've, I can play Tetris till the end of time. I love that game. Yeah. And I, I love everything about, like, stacking things up. But with, like, Dr. Mario, my brain breaks, and I just can't handle it. Yeah. So, uh, what they've done is they've put Tetris and Puyo Puyo like smashed up next to each other. So what that means is you can have sort of a quote versus match. Um, and the game is more about like two people or more up to four people playing at the same time. And as you get your combos, whether it's Poyo Poyo or Tetris, you're adding junk rows to the other people's screens. Um, and Poyo Poyo, I, I don't know, maybe I'm biased because I love Tetris so much, but Poyo Poyo seems a little bit easier to rack up all my junk. Every time I go <laughs> Tetris v Poyo, uh, I end up getting my ass kicked. But what's really compelling is, especially when you get into like four-player Tetris modes, and first of all, it, it's if you only love Tetris, you can only pick Tetris, like if you Go to the main screen. You can press the Tetris button. This could just be a Tetris game to you. It's a $30 Tetris game, but it's Tetris. Right. Um, and if you love Poyo Poyo, it can be just that. But the real beauty is there's a, I think it's called Fusion Mode. And when you're in Fusion Mode in Poyo Poyo Tetris, essentially what happens is you are playing Tetris for, I think it's like 20 seconds and then it totally switches on you and becomes Poyo Poyo. And you want to talk about your brain breaking? Holy cow. Uh, it Especially goes revisiting something that iconic that is Tetris. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I should point out, too, um, that there, there, the, there's the fusion mode that is kind of switching back and forth, which might not be called fusion mode, but the pure fusion mode 
is Tetris and Poyo Poyo happening at the same time? <laughs> okay. Oh, and what, no. what this means is oh like my God. sometimes you have Poyos falling and other times you have Tetris blocks falling, but you can take a Tetris block. And do you know how in Tetris, uh, at least modern incarnation of Tetris, you can sort of drop the piece down very quickly? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you can always press up on the D-pad and just drop it down one of these these pieces and it will slam through poyos or junk poyos. Oh. So now you you kind of have this weird thing. It's like a mullet, but you know, uh, business in the front, party in the back. You've got poyo on the top, tetris on the bottom, and you want to talk about breaking your brain. <laughs> uh this is a good way to do it. So, uh Wow. Yeah, so I played what console. What what platform do you see? You can I'm play playing that on it on Switch, Switch. and Switch. I'm yeah, and I'm doing it on my my commute mainly. I get on Caltrain and then I just bust out Poyo Poyo Tetris, and uh, I should be admiring the scenery outside. But ooh, Poyo Poyo Tetris. I would I would be so mad, and then like the people next to me would be even angrier at me than they normally are. Yeah, I do have uh, one legitimate complaint that I I say it's legitimate. I think it's extremely legitimate, which is when you lose. So when you win, you gain something like 20 or 30 credits or whatever. When you lose in this game, you lose, you like get one credit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell At least is that it's something. About? Maybe it's like. It's not all lost, you know? There's still hope for you, and you're like, oh. But it, it ends up coming down to, like, if you get just one credit, you are, you've essentially wasted, potentially, if you're doing, like, four-player Poyo Poyo Tetris back and forth, and all people win one round, you could be playing this game for, like, a legit half an hour and get mm-hmm. nothing for it. And that's brutal. <laughs> because, especially four-player Tetris mode, I, I played it uh, on... Uh, Wednesday or so on the on the Caltrain ride home, which took me about an hour, and I lost the whole time. I could not beat four player Tetris because I just kept getting other people's junk piles, and I couldn't keep up with it. It's very hard, but it's good. Hard but good. Hard but good. Uh, hard but good. <laughs> like a part of me is like morbidly curious. Like I want to. I kind of want to play it because I want to play another Tetris game. Yeah. But the Poyo Poyo part has me so petrified that I don't know if I can do it. Uh, yeah, I think you'll be able to do it. I think you'll be able to do it. All right, Sandy, you have to go next because I have a feeling that none of my news will transition well with Poyo Poyo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll, 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 I'll say ladies first. Speaking of Nintendo... Let's talk about Japan. Uh, just kidding. Wow. Paste in a picture transition. of Japan. No, I'm just kidding. Transition <laughs> was not good at all. <laughs> but um, actually, it is kind of in there. The Tribeca Film Festival just recently passed, mm. and they had their inaugural Tribeca Games Fest. So it's the first year that the Tribeca Film Festival actually talked about, not talked about, but gave video games their own section in the festival two days uh, where they were just talking about the art of storytelling in games and this is like a huge deal because it legitimizes video games as a medium 
for telling compelling stories. And it gives people like Hideo Kojiba, our favorite, one of our favorite little Japanese men. Resident crazy person. Uh, you say crazy, I say eccentric. Well, and... yes, yes, <laughs> for sure. And uh, Ken Levine was also there. They had some of the vi- voice actors for Overwatch. And I'm like, this is actually pretty impressive because it's bringing video games back into New York City. But you, there's a, on their Twitch channel, Tribeca Games, they have the keynotes for Hideo Kojima and Ken Levine. And I haven't had a chance to watch them yet, but I will because I love Ken Levine. I love Bioshock. Yeah. And You're a huge Bioshock fan, right, Sandy? I love Bioshock. I want it's like insane how much I love that game. I love that game so much. I'm going to buy Prey because somebody compared it to Bioshock in space. Oh, that's pretty good. No, it's and true I, that Prey will will change some will change the game. It will be some 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 great title. Yeah, I was like Bioshock in space. Count me in. But one of the Hideo Kojima, it's a it's a big. Thing, seeing him talk in general because of that whole Metal Gear kind of like fallout that happened. Yeah. You know, it's been kind of weird. And Jeff Keighley asked him what the progress for, what is, what's the name of the game? Dead Rising? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Dead Rising. We're stranding now. <laughs> no, Dead Rising is, is a very That's different totally different. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jeff Keighley's like, How's that going? And he's like, it's going pretty well. And then he went into this weird conversation of comparing what the development was for that game to Norman Reedus walking around in New York City and then entering an Italian restaurant and then okay. sitting at a table and trying to figure out what meal he's going to eat. He's like, we're at that stage where we're trying to figure out like the meal he's going to eat. What? Because wow. everything is thought through, like every little detail has to be thought of. So I'm assuming they're at the part where they've got the framework of the game. They just need to okay. fill in the little details. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have the next Lost Guardian here, <laughs> which we're gonna have in in ten years from now. But that stranding does not take place in New York City. Yeah. What? It's, 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 he's a weirdo. Yeah, I know. He's, he was a weirdo. That was a weird, weird interview. This is getting... It, it, uh, I love it you, is, Kojima, but you're very weird. Yeah. Do you think we're going to have the next uh, death, uh, the next uh, Last Guardian, which where if they get put so much attention to details, we're going to get this game in 10 years or something? No, oh. but Metal Gear games have always taken a while. Yeah. It's always super detail-oriented. And True. the thing is, Kojima's always wanted to be in like Hollywood so he's like a, a weird Hollywood game hybrid man yeah if there's one thing you can count on with Hideo Kojima is that he will absolutely be over budget and over time yeah, yeah. but yeah it, <laughs> can't on, wait on, on another side note I mean first of all this is exciting I mean uh, we are in New York City People out there may not know, but Tribeca Film Festival is happening in New York City every year, and and I honestly was um, I, I I was caught off guard by this news and by this event. I didn't know they would have a, they would hold their first Tribeca Games. 
Um, but I learned in the middle of the week after it happened and uh, and caught up on Hideo Kojima's interview. But mm. it's kind of exciting for the New York scene. I mean, we know we have a lot of gamers here in the city, uh, just like a- across the U.S. But I feel like New York City has this fighting game community around here as well. And I'm always surprised that everything is kind of happening on the West Coast and and. The even the you see the journalists, the publishers, everybody's kind of in Austin or West Coast, and um, I don't know. I feel like if that's if where all the York companies had, are. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like where if New York City was a movie, um, you know, city or you know, we would also need a little bit more video game conventions. So we only had New York Comic Con, big indeed. But I heard also we're gonna get this summer the this new uh, event called Play NYC. It's going to be hosted at mm-hmm. Terminal 5, which is like an event center where you have a lot of great concerts. And uh, it's going to happen on August 19th, August 20th. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I have to tell you guys, I learned about it today, but I'll tell you I'll be there. Uh, great networking event. It's only 20 bucks to get in. And um, oh, that's like cool. a lot of like, yeah, game time, networking, some, you know, just like some general activities. The biggest, the biggest event around games in New York is what they what they advertise. And it personally gets me excited because I love this city and I love it more when it's about games. So um, definitely, definitely on the right on the right track here uh, with those two big events. And uh, like you said, Sandy, it's it's really nice to see a game being recognized as storytelling um, entertainment as much as, you know, and put on the same pedestal uh, than movies and short movies with the Tribeca Film Festival. I think that was the one thing that that's notable. It's they decided this is really important. It's important for New York City. It's important for video games. Let's start doing this now. And especially as the video game industry grows, uh, it's important to have things like this in all kinds of different places. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a yearly thing. They'll do it again next year. Uh, Play NYC is also going to be a yearly thing. And New York Comic Con. You guys can see on our Instagram, Pixels Weekly, mm. that Comic-Con has like a huge, like, I would say a fifth, maybe a third of it was video game related. Mm. Last year when I was there, Tekken mm. 7 was being advertised, Little Nightmares, uh, Resident Evil, um, Street Fighter Five. they were having events there. So it is, New York Comic-Con has become really instrumental for video games and now new york city is seeing three different conventions that kind of fill in all those all those little wants and needs for gamers mm-hmm, cool. mm-hmm. yeah exciting times man it's it's almost makes ryan quintal come back to new york almost <laughs> what does that mean no, I'm just, I'm just saying. You, he just started a new job. I'm just, I'm just saying you started a new job, but I'm just saying we miss you very much, and I still haven't seen you for like, probably since we started this podcast. I haven't I seen you real, or maybe a little bit when you visited our oh, office yeah, for, for like, like one half a day. I caught you before you jumped into your Uber, like a like a businessman, <laughs> like a poli- like a politician, being like, "Yo, man, I'll sign you an autograph, but I gotta go." Guys, look what I've done. If you look at the stream. Mm-hmm. I now have it so that we can toggle, toggle between people. Oh, well, the, Brian really is funny. Like, so this is our first oh. time people that tune into the tune into the recording that right is now. Fancy Brian is, is we are live streaming our our. our I'm going to right clean now. my room. And he's got some <laughs> he's got some fancy scenery so. transition. When I'm talking or Sandy's talking, he's going to transition over it. 
But next next week we have to do it on twitch.tv slash pixelsweekly, right? Yeah. So make sure you give us a follow and and, and we'll even have our, our webcam. I know why? I'm sure we're gonna have it worked out. <laughs> She's blackmailing me. I've got more followers and you've got more followers. Why don't you host it? <laughs> Pixels Weekly's got zero followers. That's God. true. Well, maybe three now, but that's just For the now. three of us. Yeah, us <laughs> three. It's just the three of us. <laughs> um, on to the next news, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, hit me. Let me take you in the train of uh, video games going back to their roots. Um, oh, what roots are that? I don't know what was. I'm rolling my eyes they're, so they're, hard. Their roots. I'm switched Ryan, to Yannick so mode. hard. Hear that? I boots, roll. Boots on the ground. <laughs> Boots on the ground, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, we have um, no exciting news this week. Uh, Call of Duty World War II was revealed in London, prime time, beautiful convention center, um, beautiful event, well hosted. I I couldn't tune in. It was during work. I couldn't tune in for too long, but we got a few uh, hints and small pieces of gameplay of the new Call of Duty that will come out officially. We announced it here first, ladies and gentlemen, last week that it would be was rumored to be November third. It is confirmed, November third, twenty seventeen. Xbox, PC, a PS four. Um, okay, boots on the ground means it's a military phrase. So people in the military actually use this, and it means having more troops in a specific place. Yeah, well, that's that's, but I don't think that's what they meant. They meant it's no like more. It's like foobar. Yeah, but they meant no more dummy jetpacks and dummy run on the wall because, for whatever reason, gravity doesn't exist. Um, yeah, keep those boots whatever, on the ground. Yeah, keep them on it, please. Just don't don't double jump anymore. Maybe jump, you know, do a <coughs> mini like squirt squirt jump. Um, Did you just say squirt jump? Squirt 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 squirt. I'm thinking, I don't know what that means either, but that's okay. I don't know what it means neither. Um, Omaha Beach, you guys. I was telling you last week that I wanted, I wanted it so much. I wanted the D-Day again in a video yeah. game, and we're getting just that. Nothing more, nothing less. I mean, of course, more, but we're, I'm getting the package I want, and I haven't pre-ordered the game yet, but no, I'm going to be here on launch day. And I'm super excited. Uh, it looks beautiful. It looks like the traditional. I want to say the traditional because Call of Duty has never really disappointed with the immersion. Um, it's always immersive campaigns. We're going to get an exclusive separated from the solo campaign, separated, unique co-op com- campaign, which they haven't told us anything about. Well, I it's think- like you follow the story of a soldier. So I was joking around with Ari about this, that it's Saving Private Ryan, the video game. That's me. I'm Private Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be that. I mean, well, I, wait a minute, Yannick. Didn't during the Call of Duty live stream they just basically say the co-op mode is just zombies? Yes, they did. They did say that, but like it real doesn't. Life. It zombies, doesn't look like. Life. But it doesn't look like the survival, uh, round based. You know what I mean? Like level based. Uh, yeah. Thing. It, it. It. They say campaign. They don't say zombie mode. But they did say unique co-op campaign, and you see a zo- a soldier in a, with a white eye and a. You know, D gloved skin. Paste it in the Discord. 
Um, Where's that called, dude? Find it. This is like some hey, production work right now. I know. We really gotta. Oh, wow. We gotta up our the game here. I know. I know. I know. I'm. I'm gonna find it. But while I do this, I want to tell you guys that it's gonna also. They also hinted a. Apparently, what's gonna be rumored as a um, 24 versus 24 players online. Um, it looks to me like that they're um, going face to face with Battlefield on that on on this on this. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't wait if you know twenty four twenty four Call of Duty can be a thing. I'm I'm all for it. Kind of like a big team battle. I just pasted the picture in the there Discord. It there it I'm is. Zoom in. And um, man, I mean, yes, it seems like they want to go back to their roots. They know they heard the fans. They worked on this game for two and a half years, um, going and research. So you better believe it. They're going to go full, you know, detail-oriented. and. I think and, the opportunity uh, here was, hey, there's a whole generation that hasn't grown up playing a World War II game. Right, right. They've yeah. never, they don't know what World War II was because yes. they're not really educated in school about it anymore. Let's bring back the greatest generation in a game, and it's going to sell like crazy because people don't care about space. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, this week we've also People heard. People don't care about space. Uh, we've also heard that three four three Industries um, is working on the next Halo. It's in development. We may or may not hear it, hear about it in E three next month. Um, but the real thing about it is that it's heavily rumored to be first of all, any new Halos that is going to come out in the future will have split screen, if it's made by three four three Industries, uh, they guaranteed it. Because uh, it's something missing in Halo 5 and something that uh, the, the community is really bummed out about. Yeah. And also, they're going to go back into the story of Master Chief. No more uh, side, uh, I would say. Um, Spartan lock. Spartan or whatever. As much as they were, you know, they were fun to play. Halo 5 was a, was a success, in my opinion. Um, and still going strong in terms of multiplayer and esports. But um, in terms of campaign, they want to bring it back to the roots as well. So my simple question to you guys, follow-up question, you want traditional war games? Is that something we really needed? I, I, I have a feeling that you guys are okay with it because we all know about the traditional war games, FPSs that we played in the, in the 2000s um, on PS2, PS3, or even earlier. Are you guys excited? No. I think Sandy, go play well, Splatoon 2. Okay, let's talk between adults with Ryan, okay? No, let's just do I that. Think let's just agree. Call of Duty will be a good game if they can bring some like actual historical context to it uh-huh. and actually do some social commentary as to why it's important to remember these events, even though they're not really following an actual soldier's lives. Because World War II was something that actually happened. So you can't I'm a so well, so have, is World War One. Right. World War One too, something that actually happened. But you can't the significance with World War Two is um you can't ignore concentration camps. You can't ignore mm-hmm. the the horrors and the travesty that happened. Um, even though the U.S. and the Russians were allies, they were two totally different um, entities. Whereas the Americans were like, "Hey, Germans, you have to learn from your mistakes." The Russians were like, "We're going to kill you, yeah, and take over." So unless they can actually do something like that, where it's heavy but still enjoyable. I don't think the game's going to do as well as they think it is. I could also be totally wrong. 
I don't. They mm. have a. They have unveiled a little bit of the, the 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 goal the path that the story is gonna take. So you're gonna have um, the events are gonna happen between 1944 and 1945, following um, one soldier that is you know he looks always like the weakest of the of the troop, and you're playing him, so you look like the strongest at the end. <laughs> um, but he's you know he's debarking on the on beaches of. Um, Omaha Beach and I forgot the name of Normandy. The I feel terrible now. Um, but the beaches of Normandy in general and making his way up to um, making his way up through France to Germany and up to Berlin to to end the war. Uh, pretty traditional here. I mean, we've you know, it's kind of like the storytelling of the World War Two um, because there is other. There's Wait, other traditional atta- storytelling of World War II for a video game or just storytelling in general. I mean, for storytelling me, it's in generals, been... it's it's very different. Yeah, no, it's always been for me and in France, it's like a core part of our history as well. Uh, but the the history classes were a lot about influenced by those events and those troops, those American troops, yeah, um, as kind of like the turnover of the war. And it, a lot was missed, and because we have um, a, a, a big part of our population are immigrants of of the middle of the Middle East and of of Africa and everything. But there is a lot of untold stories of the South, uh, what happened in Mediterranean Sea, and uh, there was also Americans down there um, debarking on the beaches down there in the South and fighting in Africa and everything like that. Um, I don't. I'm not good. I wasn't good enough in history to remember all the details. But um, what I'm saying is like traditional is is gonna be like this is like the most known. Just because also productions in Hollywood have done a job around this. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like with Ryan. the traditional American stories based on World War II is the Americans came in, saved the day because yeah. you know that's that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, we're like, hey, the cavalry's here. But at the same time, we're always the heroes, and here's the travesties that were um, done by these terrible people, and this is us saving people. Yeah. So I mean, the brutality of World different. War II has yeah. has been very like in your face. Like you can't watch Schindler's List twice. Yeah. So I mean, uh, to be honest, I, I expect I've, I mean, this I've seen Call of Duty. Yeah. Hero, hero, kind of like storytelling of like Ameri- uh, an, um, one American is gonna come and save the, you know, save the world. Um, this is like you know, big production, kind of like basic stuff, yeah, kind of thing. Uh, you know, you can't. Uh, I mean, I understand what you're saying, Sandy, and and I think Battlefield One did a great job. Um, Battlefield One did a great job telling us small piece of stories across the land in the in the in the World War One. And um, making us travel around Europe and um, and even the Middle East. I forgot exactly what what part of the desert we were in. I don't remember, but it was really very compelling stories. Very different people. Very different um, uh, battles, and uh, it was really, really uh, almost like giving you some historical knowledge. Um, and you were playing real people, um, where the storytelling was being given to you at the end of the mission. Um, but anyway, I mean, you, so Sandy doesn't like it. Ryan, do you, are you okay with, with, are you going to pick it up? Are you okay with this? Yeah. Um, return. I, I think it's going to probably sell, sell gangbusters. That's my, that's my bet. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about being, uh, we're kind of now entering 
this new, and I don't know whose fault it is, maybe it's video games' own fault, but we're, we seem to be entering a new era of uh, first-person shooter, like annualized first-person shooter, which is now these things have to tell some sort of gritty realistic history lesson about what actually happened and all that sort of stuff. And that stuff feels super um, manufactured to me, if that makes any mm. sense. Yeah. Um, it's like, and, and you can't necessarily say like, oh, Battlefield, you know, people are like, oh, well, they started developing this before Battlefield 1 came out. Like, they're all, they're all in three-year rotations, these developers, uh, Treyarch, Infinity Ward, and Sledgehammer. Um, but that doesn't mean that, like, by the time Battlefield 1 was, like, first announced or whatever, that they didn't, like, change course because they saw that what Battlefield was doing was getting a more, was getting a... A, a more positive fan reaction, I guess, than mm. what Call of Duty was doing. So, I, Call of Duty... I yeah, go ahead. The, these games aren't, like, story-driven games. You play them for the, for the multiplayer. And if the multiplayer isn't fun, then there isn't going to be a group of people that play it. Like, you play Call of Duty to play it with your friends. Uh, I, I Honestly, every time I am, I am bummed out not to pick up Call of Duty just because I'm missing on the immersive, immersive campaigns. You can't like you can't. You, we could give Call of Duty um, a lot of shit for you know being this like marketing machine and and using recipes we've already seen in other games and just feeling like not really anything new is coming out of it. But uh, every time you you get moved by the campaign, um, very much of a uh, very much of a you know Hollywood type of thing, explosions and 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 fire, you know, guns of any kinds and and stuff like that. But the story to me has always looked great. I was always like kept me like on my toes all the time. Um, yeah, I, I haven't of... seen a lot of war games where you get you get this kind of like immersion um, in terms of audio, video production, everything. I think when I saw the introduction. Um... Because I had talked about a few episodes ago on this show, um, you know, I kind of discussed how I felt about Call of Duty and how I think they did need to dial it back. And now they have, and <laughs> I feel bad saying this Call of Duty, but I think I, it helped me realize that the thing I don't, like, the thing that I like about Call of Duty is just maybe I'm not into Call of Duty anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. Which okay. which thinks I don't I don't want that to be the case. Um, obviously, you kind of want to like everything that comes out, but yeah, um, yeah. I've, for some reason, it. I, I watched that live stream. Did you guys watch the live stream? I didn't. I couldn't watch it. I watched the the trailer, and <laughs> the, the it looks the gameplay looks nice. It's like this is in game footage. It looks nice. It looks great. It looks... <laughs> Did you see somebody tweeted out how to tell when it's not in-game footage and they just put up a screenshot of saying this is in-game footage? Yeah. Uh, pretty good. It is. <laughs> yeah. But, the, but it's like, I mean, we haven't seen a lot. We've, it was a lot of chit-chat. It was a lot of chit-chat with the actors, um, motion captured inside the, the game. And it was a lot of chit-chat with the Twitter co-founders of, um, 
of the studio and uh that was some of the yeah, stuff that was super weird to me i was like why are we seeing these guys instead of the game you know yeah, that's... yeah no, i mean they i'm sure they're keeping the big stuff for um for e3 they're keeping the big stuff for yeah e3. i guess maybe that makes cdc sense. who knows I don't know. maybe it was like rushed where it was yeah. like the information was leaked and it's like by the way we we had this event planned this whole time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it wasn't leaked haha yeah Anyway, that was my long, long piece of news. Um, but you got two games for, for one piece of news. So <laughs> here you go. Cool. Mm. Sandy, you want to go next or should I? <laughs> okay, I'll go next. Um, Nintendo! God, Nintendo! Nintendo! Here, I'm going to paste this into the Discord so we can talk about it. This is, I, I like trying to this balance out some like really Activision-y uh, AAA games, and you come back with the cuteness every time. Yeah, well, Activision Blizzard. <laughs> well, that's not. Don't don't encourage them, Sandy. They don't need. To. <laughs> Activision Blizzard doesn't need our help. They're a money machine. What um, is this number? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the thing I've pasted into Discord is Nintendo's new 2DS XL. This makes me angry. It should make you angry. And I think everybody who just bought Nintendo Switch should be, at minimum, a little skeeved out at this news. Um, yeah. Nintendo has a new console on the market, one that is perfectly good, that they should be investing in, and for some reason they decided to roll this thing out. Um, Sandy, like- what do you make of it? I understand, like, if you have kids and you don't want to buy each one of them a Switch, the 2DS is a viable option. It's Tudes. I call it the Tudes. The Tudes. Um, <laughs> so it, def- it definitely makes sense. The thing that bothers me about this is that there doesn't need to be so many different models of the 2DS, the 3DS, and... Mm. The NES Classic was cut because Nintendo's like, we don't have enough resources. And then you're like, okay, fine. And they're like, just kidding. Here's this 2DS XL. This is where we're putting all our money at. It's have one 3DS, one 3DS XL, one 2DS, your little side NES Classic, whatever, that's making you a profit because it's not that expensive to manufacture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then have your Switch. I'm like that that lineup makes sense. Actually yeah. just get rid of the 3DS. Have one 3DS, one 2DS, the little profit machine and the Switch. The little profit machine and the Switch. See so you know, I say this should bug everybody that owns a Switch. When Nintendo comes to us and and they do give us lectures about things like how resource strapped they are and all of that. Fine, like you said Sandy, fine, but one of the greatest parts of, or one of the greatest promises of the Switch to me, was this idea that, like, Nintendo finally can consolidate their resources around a single platform, something that they've really needed to do for a while, because, let's face it, this sort of half-baked approach where each system is getting sort of, you know, somewhat of the appropriate treatment... Um, and the first-party development is being spread across both of those, 
was not super effective for Nintendo. And so now to see um, the 2DS XL, which people are looking at here on the stream, um, it is 150 bucks, so it's half the price of a Switch. So if you're a parent and you're looking for a cost-effective option, well, I guess Nintendo's happy because maybe they still have your money. But Nintendo, if you're worried about pricing, then drop the price of the Switch, A, or Switch games and accessories, B, or... Don't have a console that's $300 going against more powerful hardware than you that is going to be marked down to $200 or maybe even less in some really incredible holiday deals that we're going to see this holiday season from Sony and, and Microsoft. Can you remind me what's the difference between the 2DS and the, two, and the 3DS, the 2DS family and the 3DS family? Sure. So the, the 3D. 3DS family has 3D. <laughs> <laughs> it can play games with in 3D without any glasses, uh -huh. um, and the 2DS is just simply two screens. But um, as our wow. as friend of the show Ryan Heyman uh, even pointed out that the 2DS seems odd because it still has dual cameras on it. Like if this is a cost saving machine for Nintendo, why did they add in all the stuff from the new 3DS? Maybe it's to standardize the technology across the line or something. But like. I don't know. Yeah, very. I don't like guys, it. from a from an outsider's perspective, I don't want to call myself an outsider. I follow the news of Nintendo, but I've don't, I don't really own a lot of, if not any, Nintendo console at the moment. I've completely lost track of the lineup that Nintendo is offering to its customer. I completely, I don't know what's available in the market. I don't know where to look first. Uh, there is obviously the big mo the big money one and uh, the Switch that I would only kind of like have a clear idea because of the marketing that's been done recently. But I've I've lost. I've just look at my question that I just asked. I've lost complete visibility on the on the offering, and that's like that's like a basic thing for marketing is like make sure people can identify your products. And I and I lost I lost that completely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a it's very a weird bummer, move. But, I mean, Maybe you guys uh, don't watch Netflix at Disney. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they say that they, they want to use the momentum uh, that they've regained with the 3DS. The same way they did it for the 3DS, put out a 3DS XL. They want to do the same thing for the new 2DS XL. I guess they're prepping another wave of new hardware for the upcoming holidays. I guess it's going to work. I guess it's going to be uh, with the cost effectiveness. Uh, I guess it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be out there, but I'm sure even at, for Christmas the kids are gonna be like, I, I don't want the 2DS XL, I want the Nintendo Switch. I'd be curious. No, the, the 2DS actually sells a lot, and for okay. like okay. vacations and just Fair. taking things out, it's like yeah. But I mean, that was city. The 3DS and 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 the handheld line always outsold their console line in recent memory, but that was before they had a system that could also be mobile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I just would you trust a ten-year-old with a Nintendo Switch? No, but I, mean, I don't have a ten-year-old. Buy them this. Buy them. <laughs> I don't have a ten-year-old. What do you have any questions? <laughs> I can't. I, I think that's <laughs> no, but that's I, I, you know what? Like I might. Thing. I might trust I a ten-year-old with a Nintendo Switch if it's their Switch. If they paid for it, sure. If they oh, if they pay for it, Sandy's well, not you know, a trusting you do mom. chores. You earn money. Mm -hmm. And like the 2DS, the smaller, the original one, it's 80 bucks. Okay. 
So I'm like, I don't know. I think parents would just be like, this is cheaper. And it's got games coming out. It's got, hey, Pikmin, Metopia, Fire Emblem, Echoes, uh, Fire Emblem. (laughs) Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. (laughs) If you have a uh, a 10-year-old. What they enjoy? I don't know if I... Sir, what did you say? What day, oh, what July? day in July? What day in July is it coming out? Uh, we don't know. Uh, I have no Sometime idea. in July. Sometime in July. Sometime to interrupt our flow of, uh, July of sweet, sweet Nintendo Switch stuff. July no. 28th. Never mind. Yes, July 28th. In a black turquoise color scheme. Oh. Turquoise? Turquoise is making a comeback, you guys. Turquoise? Turquoise. We'd say turquoise because we're, we're all American. Are you guys more t- cyan or more turqu- turquoise? I think it's turquoise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like turquoise better. I don't know, cyan is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a matter, of, a matter of saying it wrong as well. You know, that's my that's my specialty. Um, well, I don't know if it's saying it wrong. You're saying it the way you say it. Say it with an accent. Yeah. Ah, Ryan, I want to yeah. hear it. Give me the good goods. Mario Kart 8 came out, everybody. Mario 8. <laughs> I'm switching the stream Deluxe. to be my face. Hi there, streamers. Mario Kart 8 came out. It's very, very Deluxe. good. It came out again for the Switch. I know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, of course, you, we're bundling this 3DS news in with uh, Mario Kart 8 news, which is great because this week was a week where I was playing more Nintendo Switch stuff than I have uh, since Zelda, essentially. Um, And Mario Kart 8 is very, very good. It's very good. Um, But it should be pointed out that this is a game that we did already get um, on a little service called the Wii U or a little console called the Wii U. What? We did. I still have it. Yeah. I Uh, I paid for the DLC. (laughs) It's, uh, It's not bad. It's just different. Dude, so did they added anything new, or is there is is like the same game? Uh, here we go. I'm I'm, I'm playing. All the levels now. are available. Uh, improves battle mode. Yeah, so there's a new battle mode. They've totally redone battle mode. Mar- battle mode in Mario Kart Eight uh, for Wii U was a huge misstep for the company, and now they've kind of fixed that and righted that wrong. Um, we had a great experience at work where, well, great and bad, I'll tell you a little bit more about the story, which is we were, we all had, uh, switches. First time I've ever been in a group of people with switches. Pretty cool feeling, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, a group of people all with switches and we did local wireless multiplayer and we just were able to create rooms and join them. There was a bit of a Wi-Fi dead spot in the office so we had a hard time initially setting everything up but then we finally did get things going um and of course nintendo exposed itself um with some trouble this weekend in terms of we were all trying to go and play uh our video games together and we had a really hard time doing that because nintendo multiplayer (laughs) I do like that they doing they're doing LAN, so if you you have all your friends together, you guys can play like LAN mode, which I think is great mm-hmm. and needed. It's a little complicated because everyone has to have a TV and this and a router and a thing to plug into the router and your 
Wait a minute, you Which... can't do wireless local area network? <laughs> Are you laughing because you can't? No, you need like a crazy adapter. They were doing it on the treehouse. Don't they not oh. even sell an adapter for this thing? They do sell an adapter. Do they sell the an adapter or is it just the leftover what the internet sells as an adapter? Is there an official Nintendo LAN adapter for the Switch? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Even yeah. even me. Even, even I, me. <laughs> and I know that. Um, Sandy, it's funny. We're four or five minutes into this news and I still haven't heard from you about the Splatoon race, the Splatoon track. There's a Splatoon track I see in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I haven't played that yet. I did play <laughs> with the squid. I haven't played it. Don't spoil it. Played <laughs> I played with the it. Inkling Girl and the Inkling Boy, and the Inkling Boy is closer to my complexion than the Inkling Girl. What mm. do they have different? Like, I'm not... They have, like, three different shades. So it's, like, fair, olive, and then, like, dark. Like, really mm-hmm. dark. Mm-hmm. And then for the boy, it's, like, fair, a little bit more my complexion, and then dark. And I'm like, how come these options don't exist for the girl? I don't know. It, it doesn't really bother me. They're squids. But... I well, do you use. feel... That's interesting. Do you feel underrepresented by Nintendo's, like, lineup? Uh, is that new? <laughs> no, I guess I'm not. <laughs> no, what, I, what I'm asking is, like, do, is... <laughs> do, does Nintendo... Because, like, Nintendo largely exists in a fantasy world, right? Like, do you... Is there some... Their characters feel not even necessarily of Earth, uh, although we could talk about New Donk City uh, forever. <laughs> Uh, but do you feel like Nintendo is is doing a sort of lousy job at racial representation, or or needs oh. to even? Yeah, I mean, like, I think they should. I think if you're gonna offer all these different colors for like the Squid Kids, yeah. you should at least offer them in like the same. Like four options wouldn't have hurt. Maybe five, and like you would have included everybody. Yeah, it's just it's just really weird. And, like, Animal Crossing, you, I think, for not New Leaf, or is it the new one, but you weren't able to pick someone of a different color in Animal Crossing until recently. Yeah, and it's not to say that, like, Japan is a homogenous society, but (laughs) certainly, I would imagine, because America's a melding pot, and so, like, America Mm -hmm. is doing a lot to focus on and call out developers for focusing on things like racial diversity and in games and, you know, proper representation. And then here you have Japan, which is like, when you go to Japan, people are Japanese. Well, true. true. <laughs> so like, I, I mean, I wonder how top of mind that is for a company like Nintendo. I don't see them. I guess Mario's Italian. <laughs> but like I don't really but assume he's also that... like he's Italian American from like Brooklyn or some nonsense yeah right like I don't necessarily see like you know them doing any sort of racial representation I guess maybe Zelda touches on it a little bit but not not really the, yeah, the yeah. great fairies are all different colors that's for sure yes give me more <laughs> colors give me more like, people give me more options like even if you... it's orange that makes sense well, you're asking the wrong company. 
great. All right. What else we got? You want more colors? I'm going to talk about Outlast 2. Have you guys oh, heard about this game this week? I've heard about Outlast 2. Uh, I've not. Have you guys played the first one? I played the first oh. Outlast, yeah. Oh. So, you know, you want to introduce what this is, Ryan? I want to hear with your words. Oh, it's a scare your pants off. Uh, <laughs> no, Shit seriously. all over the bed. This is, sounds like <laughs> something Tyler would want you to play. Uh. Yeah, Outlast is a scary, scary game for scary boys. Um, <laughs> it it's the type of game that literally um, I have a hard time playing for like long periods of time, uh, just nice. because yeah, because it's just so nerve wracking and it really sort of is adrenaline uh, inducing. But uh, it's a scary game. And you're kind of walking around helpless, and now they're. I a feel, uh, yeah, I feel the need to play one of some some game like this very soon. Um, I don't know why. I like to change it up. Sometimes it's sports that hit me. Usually in September with the new FIFA coming out. Sometimes it's FPSs. Sometimes it's fictional. Sometimes I need some campaign, and sometimes I just need some uh, some heart pumping, uh, heart pumping uh, video games. And yeah. Outlast 2 seems like the great fit. So if I had more time, I would have come here with a review and tell you I played it. Uh, I think your brother Tyler started playing a little bit, Ryan. But um, but yes, yeah, the Tyler was terrified are... that the fact that there were penises in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it gets pretty freaky, freaky, and um, it's funny because you're pretty much have two, three different choices: hide, run, or die. Uh, there is no weapons. You cannot fight back. Um, you pretty much have to be... St it's pretty much stealth mode the whole time. And uh, that's what's scary. And uh, you Sounds have like a survival horror. Where if you <laughs> break the game, it's not scary anymore. True. I mean, it's true. You probably want to wrap up. Apparently, you wrap up this game in like less than 10 hours. I have managed to spoil it myself. Uh, to keep it spoiler-free, spoiler I watched the first 30 minutes of someone's uh, stream and someone's video. So I saw the same snippets from two different people. And yeah, let me tell you, um, the people at least that, that played Outlast 1 uh, said that Outlast 2 is a little bit less crazy. Um, you know, at least Outlast 2 had the effect of the surprise, I would say. Um, but Outlast 2 polygon lines and wraps it up really well. Outlast 2 made me feel terrible, but that's by design. And uh, and I can't wait. I want to play this game. But you're pretty much, it, it, yeah, it's a uh, whatever. Wait a minute. So you you've, have only seen it streamed. I've only seen it streamed, but I didn't want to go into the big meat. Uh, you get into this story where you are. Um, you play Blake, a cameraman, and uh, he's joining his wife, journalist Lynn, uh, on a ride in the deserts of Arizona, and um, to to track the story of a of a of a mysterious murder woman. Um, shit hits the fan really quickly. Um, the the, the <laughs> helicopter crash for the helicopter crash for unknown reason, and you find yourself alone around the. Um, the site of the crash and Lynn is missing and you enter this area full of crazy people almost looks like a sect you know everybody's alienated to some some kind of like divine um divine influence um you hear oh so there's like cultish type of stuff happening cultish type of stuff people don't make sense they talk about their dad all the time it's it's 
you know, they mentioned their dad in their sentences, and it's really, it gets, I don't know, I, I managed to keep it spoil-free, but I still see tweets of people who like, it's really fucked up. So it gets, <laughs> it gets, it gets even crazier. And uh, even the review of, um, of Polygon, I'm trying to find the author, uh, Mr. Philip Collar. Mm. Collar, Collar. Yeah, Phil um, Kohler. Kohler uh, said that, you know, he, it, it brought back, I don't know what kind of life he had, but he said, uh, you know, it brought back. Oh, it was some, old uh, Catholic. Yeah. yeah it, it brought back some like difficult memories in his life, <laughs> issues buried a long time ago. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I, I can't remember the last really big, good, scary game. And this one is not a AAA. This one is not $60, it's $30 on Steam. Um, I would say people out there, go get it. Go give yourself a little scary, scary. And uh, <laughs> I'll probably, I'll probably do it really, really soon this week. And uh, but I want to do it the full. You know what? I, what I'm thinking is like we do love to watch horror movie with my girlfriend. Maybe we'll, we'll do this one in in my in my desk area here and and try to have her stick around me in my sweaty room uh, playing a game like this. That'd be interesting. That'd be really cool, especially a live stream of somebody who hasn't played like a yeah. horror game or something before to see. Yeah, don't don't tell her. Get her <laughs> let her get good and scared. Yeah, I kinda I kinda wanna set that up. Especially if we manage to um clear down this apartment search thing, then we finally can get our, our weekends, uh our chill weekends together and maybe we can do that next week. Huh. That's something I should set up. There cool. we go. There we go. Some some plans, and maybe you hear about it next weekend on the show again. Do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. Cool. All right. The last thing I have is life tips. What? Give me life tips. Don't how can I swear my living room? on your stream <laughs> because that's how you'll get dropped. Actually, don't be a racist on your stream. That's I was going to say we may have sworn your... on the stream at some point. You can swear all you want, just don't be a racist at the same time. Oh, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. Don't don't be a racist on your stream, because if you've got an esports deal, that's how you lose it. Oh, unbelievable! What and happened? That's what Sandy? happened. <laughs> yeah. One, what's his name? Duller, Dueler, whatever. Yeah, we don't Matt. know people's names on this show. Matt we're, not, we're not a show. Yeah. Gamertag DeLorean. Uh, he was playing as a Widowmaker in a match, and he didn't realize he was streaming. Which I'm like, how do you... It takes a lot to to start streaming. So I don't understand how you forget that you're streaming, because it's a process. But someone said something, he lost his cool, said the N-word over and over and over again. Whoa. And people saw it, and they... Went to Toronto Esports and they're like, is this what you want on your team? And because there's like a morality clause, he got booted off the team and he's he tweeted like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. It's like people that do this type of shit are always sorry after the fact. You ever notice that? Oh, suddenly when it's time to pay the piper filled with regret, littered with it. How can you be unaware that you're not (laughs) you're streaming? It's PC. You have to open a software and click on a button. <laughs> it's, it's just. <laughs> or maybe yeah. you've been doing it for like thirty, like for thirty hours, and you just forget. But How do you okay. forget. It's still a process. 
even yeah. me from a foreign language, the N word is something that I had to learn not to say. I mean, not that I was saying it because you, you were saying it left and but right. But it's like you know, it's like in a social in a social environment that you're still not fully grasping all the rules of. Yeah, uh, you were like, okay. Okay, so that's okay. That's why it's beeped out on TV. What did they just say that was beeped out? Because um, to me, it didn't sound like something like an insult. Right. No, but it's the N word, and then you can't say this N word. It is not even funny. I'm like, okay. Well, it took me a little bit to understand. Sure. And, uh, I mean, like France. He, uh, I mean, I I don't <sighs> know France's. I'm sure complicated history with slavery. Uh, if at all, but like that's a big thing in America, right? And you wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. have known that. Yeah, we have those terms, but but the direct translation is something you would hear in France, uh, uh, in mostly in a, in an environment when you are friendly with the person, not if you're seeing somewhere on the street and you can just say that. But mm. I've heard friends and I've seen people that are very you know close to each other just being able to say it to each other, um, and that's their deal, that's their common rules, that's their sure. you know and I allowed think that contract in America, right? right. And it's mm-hmm. like, and but but even him, I mean, even for me, sorry to cut you off, Sandy, but it hurts. It hurts a lot. I can't finish this video. <laughs> There's a video on the article that you posted. It's it's intense. Uh, yeah, no, like the guy just starts screeching like a banshee, and it's only fifty seven seconds, and I'm like, you could have just kept your mouth shut. I was playing competitive earlier today. Some guy kept yelling at me, and I was like, I'm not gonna listen to you. You don't pay me. I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm going to keep doing me. And that, that's what I did. <laughs> you just kept doing you? Yep. I kept playing D.Va. I kept trying to kill the stupid Bastion. And I, and we lost. But that's okay. Well, that's the part that's not okay. That's where you should be in trouble or something. I mean, he lost it all. The guy lost it all. And you, you said it, right? Asani, he, he tweeted, it was like, Sorry, fucked up. I'm done with esports, and yeah. I'm not returning. And I'm sure he's also done with his Twitch career. Uh, it goes down quickly, man. I mean, probably. And that—that's the other thing that we're seeing. Like, we're seeing it in YouTube. What's considered as advertiser friendly, and I think that's something that we're going to see more in esports, where we like personalities, we like people who are bad mannered, but there's a fine line. You can't cross that. Like, you can't go around being a bully yeah for the sake of being a bully like you can trash talk all you want like we like that in our boxers we even like that in our football players and they do their little dance after they you know hit a do, touchdown do we like that in our football players i used just to kidding like love it. you rob gronkowski love you oh uh, the gronk is like adorable i <laughs> love him <laughs> he's just like he's so nice there's a really have good video I'll have, to, I'll have to share with you guys of him eating hot wings. So nice. Uh, that you have to see. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, yeah, you, could do, you could do that stuff. Just don't don't go crazy. I mean, you don't just, be that guy. Like, yeah, like you don't said, throwing guy. your life away, which is, or throwing your opportunities away. And, and I think he'll probably look back on that and kick himself. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, don't, uh, don't reward that kind of behavior. And if you're uh, out there listening to us, and if you're a streamer, if you're not listening, I mean, I'm I'm going to throw some obvious things in there. But if you're tired, if you're not ready to deal with it, sometimes I want to stream, and sometimes I have people tuning in. But and sometimes in the same 
uh, time of the week I could stream, but I'm just not doing it because I don't feel like it. Um, if you don't feel like streaming, if you know you've had a bad day or computer is acting up, just don't do it. Just don't yeah. do it. It's not worth it. You can you can postpone it, and it it will it will at least because otherwise it will hurt you and whatever energy you're transmitting. Uh, you will attract the same kind of audience. If you're aggressive, if you're condescending sometimes, if you, you know, and not talking about political opinions, but obviously say don't share those on stream, but if, if you're toxic, if you're negative with whatever, with the people you're interacting, the way you play mm -hmm. online as well, the way you interact with people, you'll attract the same kind of viewers. So wherever you are, you're going to have on your stream and you certainly don't want the bad guys on your stream. I hope not. Um, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's something that I've seen consistently, consistently happening. I've been watching a lot of streamers. I love this platform mainly for the reason that people can select the content they want to watch. And, um, and it's something that I've seen all the time is like, I can see two very interesting, entertaining tr streamer, but only the positive one wins. Only the positive one get the most viewers and get the most consistent stream and the best community. Um, and that's what you want to go for. You don't want to. You don't want to be around someone toxic, also insulting and disrespecting other people of the community. I mean, that never wins for me, and it doesn't. Never wins for me, and never wins for a lot of people. Yeah, that's good advice. Hey, you know what, guys? Take a break. And streamers? No, I don't think streamers. Take <laughs> <laughs> a break. I think we've come to the end of the show. I think oh, we've, have we we did. I, I we think did we did it. Flawless, flawless without a break. <laughs> We've come to the end of the show. Well, I don't know how much breaking we can do if we're going to be live streaming, you know? I don't know. We're going to have to be extemporaneous. Go ahead, Sandy. Hey. Give me, give us the pitch. You can find every episode on PixelsWeekly.com. You can follow us on Twitter at PixelsCast. Ooh. And you can also follow us on Instagram where we have great pictures and sometimes funny Instagram stories by at me. At Pixels Weekly, right? At That's Pixels where we Weekly. are on, on Instagram. And hey... I just want to let you guys know, thank you for bearing with us if you're on the stream. For our bold first experiment at this, we're going to get better and better and better. And for the listeners who are listening on Wednesday, uh, we are broadcasting uh, right now at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We started an, like an hour late today, so we will be back on schedule next week. But so, 6 p.m. on Sundays. Pacific time. Pacific time, sorry, yes, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time on Sundays, and the show comes out, hits your iTunes and Apple podcast feed, whatever they call it now, <laughs> your, your podcast feed <laughs> on Wednesday mornings. So... Follow us on Twitter, on Twitch now, and then you got another place to go. You can follow us on Twitch, right? At, at Pixels Weekly, mm -hmm. and we will broadcast mm -hmm. there so long as it has more followers than me or Yannick. <laughs> mm -hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll get that set up ready too. We'll have uh, uh, the three of us probably on a Skype call, so that you, you can have the three video display, right? The three video, ca the three yeah, cameras. Yeah, we'll have to look into some options to get uh, simultaneous video. Maybe we can do something okay, even okay. cooler or higher quality. All right, that's it for us this week. And until next time, adios, au revoir, and we'll see you next week.